Today is Tuesday, October 9th, 2007, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening and welcome to Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje. For those who would like to share their questions or comments, the number to call is 888-672-WAVE. That's 888-672-9283. That's a toll-free number. And for callers outside of the United States, the number to call is 205-672-9977. And now, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, we want to welcome everybody tonight, and um, it's always a joy to be able to talk and speak about Our Lady's messages and what she's doing with the world and where we are with the world. And We don't have to talk a lot about or informing people about the world and where it's going, uh, but we can also look on the other side of that like a shadow, what casts a shadow, uh, that there's something that causes that shadow to be there. And so we see uh, that Our Lady is coming to the world now for 26 years, which is something that's showing us that the world is in serious, serious crisis. And of course, we often see so much negativity and and defeat, and we are in a battle. And some think, are we losing the battle? And of course, if Our Lady's coming for 26 years, the plan is victory. The plan is for God to to be victorious. Our Lady has said uh, that my heart to triumph. With all this in mind, we know ultimately we will win. So while so much is painted as bleak and in a negative light and a dark darkness covering the earth, all all that being true, uh, it's just the same as Christ in the darkness of his crucifixion that we knew there was resurrection. So Our Lady comes and brings us a lot of hope. Now tonight we were supposed to talk about look what happened while you were sleeping and we're going to change gears. We've uh, decided that we're going to put that show off as far as a discussion because it's just too big of a subject to cover uh, in the time frame we wanted to cover. So we're going to broadcast probably in about two and a half weeks, and we'll give you soon that time because we want it to be something that you can gather your friends, and we'll have several guests on that were quoted in the book, Look What Happened While You're Sleeping, and we want to be able to go more in-depth and even do more than a two-hour show, we're probably looking at broadcasting a three-hour special. And uh, it would be very important and very uh, oriented to where our nation is, where we're headed. We have so many things facing us. Uh, just right now we have these hate crime laws that they're trying to pass uh, in our legislatures. 
in Washington, which will be used against Christians. We have to realize that this situation is uh, aimed directly toward us being able to do what we say here on Radio Wave. Aimed directly at what you would be doing just or, or trying to convert somebody on the streets or informing somebody about a sinful lifestyle. You won't be able to do that. And this is gaining momentum, momentum, and it's uh, something very much uh, on the agenda. It's already been set back several times, but as we've seen, those who are in darkness will continue to knock until they accomplish a plan one way or the other. And so uh, look what happened while you're sleeping. Uh, we'll cover a lot of these things that's going on, and we need to be alert about it as Christians and not stick our head in the sand and think, okay, we'll just pray and everything's just going to work its way out. Everything begins with prayer, but uh, also what what does that encompass and require of us and our responsibilities in reaction to it. So tonight what we're going to be talking about is is um, actually something that we do once a year uh, publicly, and that's a nine-day fast on bread and water. Uh, fasting is the least fond part of the messages in regards to the public and what they enjoy. Uh, to do in compliance with the message. Nobody likes to fast. Uh, at least most people that we come in contact with. But uh, everybody likes the result of what comes from that. And so we really want to speak about that. And the main reason is because we've got coming up on November 1st through the 9th, our annual nine-day fast. We've literally had thousands of people fast to us for the last several years. Two years ago, we thought about not making it public. And uh, we had an outcry from the people themselves. You know, why aren't you doing this? And we had to throw it back together real quickly. Uh, the first public nine-day fast we did, inviting those to join us in community, uh, was to cover each person fasting for nine days, was to cover every year since Christ's birth that would, that would uh, seek correction of every... Christian action that was not by a Christian that was action that was not of God to purify the last 2,000 years of history. And um, we were spurred by that, by Pope John Paul asking forgiveness for, for the faults of Christians through the ages. And we were stunned that we went to all the way to 2025, I mean, 2,500. Uh, we had 2,500 people join us for that fast. Uh, it's one thing to ask people to have a day of fasting, uh, a day of repentance. But to get 2,500 people across the nation and in other countries that joined us for nine days on bread and water was really something uh, significant. Uh, I would dare say a few times in the church history, you might get people to fast for three, three days. But to get a response of 2,500 people for nine days uh, is a remarkable thing. And all felt that they uh, really were part of a, a strength by joining that together. So we do typically several nine-day fasts uh, in the community. In fact, we just got through with one probably a month and a half ago. And uh, our children join us. We didn't ever ask them to do that. They just saw us and through witness, they began to do it. And uh, it's very purifying and very cleansing. At the same time, uh, strengthens your spirit in a way that you've ne if you have never done one, 
uh, you'd, you would experience something that uh, as few times in your life. We uh, will start this one on November 1st, uh, and it's a consecration that we do and a novena prayer for each one of the nine days that we say. And with that, uh, we do a consecration each day also to the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady and to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And and basically it's for the repentance of ourselves and our families and our nation. And through that repentance that we will cover each day of the new year. Each person fasting will cover, say, January 1st. Someone will be signed up for that. And I think we're into the summer already with signing people up. We announced it last month. And um, you can probably go online, I would think. Riaz, do we have something online for the fast yet? If not, we'll put something on by the end of this week that you'll have the consecration prayers. And then you can call in the Caritas and be assigned your day that you come up with. We've had through the last several years remarkable um, stories about the day. Because after the first initial fast, we decided that we would just go to each day of the coming year to be covered with a nine-day fast for protection against Satan, especially for ourselves, our families, and our nation. That resulted in uh, going past all the way through the year and then sometimes coming back and having two people fast and say, up to March or something, if we have more than the 365, which we usually do. We had one time a lady called and said that uh, she really wanted a certain date. And she said that uh, it was really important to her to get this date because it was for her marriage. And and uh, she needed this. She wanted to cover that day. I don't remember what it was, say it's August 26th or something like that. And um, we said, well, somebody's already got that covered. And and our phones were real busy. Another call came in, and the lady on the phone said that um, I need to change my date. I can't do it this day because some engagement I have, and I'd like to change this. And she says, uh, our receptionist asked her, well, what's your date? And she said, August 26th. Of course, we see these heart miracles that no questions from God that two different people call simultaneously, one to give up a date she already has, one wanting that date, that nonetheless it was to say that uh, this will be something they'll remember the rest of life. And it's made view as a small miracle, but it doesn't take any effort for God to do that as much as to move a mountain. It's a miracle, period. So we've seen this with our nine-day fast. And so tonight we really want to talk about what fasting does. And I think by the end of the show tonight you'll be you'll be spurred on to want to fast. If you know if you knew what it does for us as a community and for those who've walked with us in this 9-day fast and uh you'd want to do it. And so this time of year people are particularly going into Thanksgiving and how we hog out or however you want to say it and feast out through the, the holidays that come up, uh, or rather holy days through Christmas, uh, is a good purification, it's a good cleansing, and you benefit. Some people say, well, I've got this or this affirmity, and we've had people sick that do it. Our Lady didn't require that, but people say they felt better than they've ever felt by doing this fast. And and what's the purpose of fasting? Um, you know, it, one thing is, is we have a broken road we travel to God, 
and we we have often a a path that um, going to one door open up at least to another door going to another door at least another door maybe to the right and it's really a broken road and on that broken road uh, it it really shows that our heart gets broken uh, Mariana of course just said that her uh, or was just told by our lady that I lead you on a way that's difficult but in the end we'll re- you will rejoice and so we know that the path of God through prayer is a difficult road. We've talked a lot about that in the last shows. Uh, and it's not going to go away. You know, the scripture talks about that uh, first the children are purified. And then God, God will strike the godless instantly. So it's a grace that we over time are purified and cleansed from our way. And often that takes losing our own dreams, being pointed in a different direction. The road being broken that leads us always, always back to home and to God's arms. And because of that, we need to realize that um, these things that are broken in our life always will lead us straight back to God himself.
You know, uh, nobody likes to be broken, but to be walking the path of the world, the way we were raised, the way we were conditioned this whole last century and now into this new century and into the new millennium, we have to be broken. Our mentalities have to be broken. We have to be changed. The transformation, the new mysteries of the rosary, uh, the luminous, the fourth, the transfiguration is transformation. Uh we need to be transfigured in Christ to be reflective of him. And that's not a simple thing. The fact that Our Lady is coming again, and I repeat it constantly, because I have to repeat it to myself as much as to you, to remind myself that Our Lady is not coming for 26 years without a, a real solid purpose to change what she's told us. I want you to change the direction of your life. She says, you must change your direction. Well, before I went to Medjugorje, I thought I was living and being a good Catholic. I had no idea how far off base I was. I would have told you, yeah, I'm a good Catholic. I go to church on Sunday at that first visit to Medjugorje. But in time, I began to realize as as I prayed that I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't living what I was supposed to be doing. And those things so seeded and rooted in me, it was very difficult to get out and a lot of people want to change they want to transform their lives they want to be transfigured and you can't do that by just wanting that we're too corrupt we're too ingrained society is in all of us we have non-belief in us and for us to change that we need help and God wants to give us that help and to give us that help he needs to allow us to open our hearts to him and so Our Lady comes and tells us how to do that. And when we come back in a minute, we'll get into how that can change your heart, how you can transform, how you can transform your whole family and our whole nation. As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? Do we really have a choice in the next election? Or do we get to choose what the powers that be give us? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? 
you are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how can that be, you won't after reading Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, a couldn't-put-it-down book, thrilling, motivating, edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Order on MEJ.com or at your local bookstore. Or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So Our Lady tells us, for this transfiguration, uh, transfiguration that we all need, that or a transformation that we all need, that of course is prayer. When she first came to the village, she asked them for uh, to say the creed, simply the creed, and seven times our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory be. That's where she started everything. She chose this little village. She came to them. She asked them to do this. They, they would have choked. It had been like St. Paul says, I want to give you solid food, but I have to give you baby's milk. And so our lady came and she gave them baby's milk. Just start this. And interesting enough, Mariana says she said to say, say the 777 on your knees. She wanted some penance with that, not just not the recitation of words. She wanted something added to that. And so we know we needed the sacrifice or sacrificial uh, aspect of this to purify ourselves. The other thing Our Lady asked for after they did that was to say one rosary, one part of the rosary. When we say the rosary, we don't mean the joyful mysteries. And that's what I said today. I said the rosary today. You're not praying the rosary if you pray the joyful mysteries. You prayed part of the rosary. You didn't pray the rosary today if you said the joyful and the sorrowful today. You prayed part of the rosary. When a lady came, there was three. The joyful, sorrowful, and glorious. Now we have the luminous. The complete rosary now is four parts. And if our lady said to say the rosary, she means to say all four rosaries a day. Now, of course... You might object to that and say, well, I can't do that. Our Lady knew people couldn't do that in the beginning. So she said, just do the 777. You derive a little grace from do that, and then you can do one rosary. And from there you get more grace, you do the next. And by 1987, she had kids. I watched sometimes two, two hours on their knees inside of St. James, the youth, with not even getting up or taking a break or sitting down. An incredible strength, an incredible grace that came from a little bit of prayer with a little bit more prayer, which more grace made a little bit more grace, which added all up to getting them to where they are today. Now, a lady in the midst of this came along and said that she wanted fasting. But she didn't say, I wanted two days of fasting. She said, I wanted you to fast on Friday. She didn't say Wednesday, as we know now. Just begin on that. How does she want you to fast? The villagers? On bread and water. You know, people always try to change it. They always want to add this. Or they want to, can I do it this way? Our Lady said the best fast is on bread and water. Why is that? Because Our Lady said it's that way. 
It's the best fast. You can mitigate it. You can change it. Many people sit there and say, okay, I'll eat a, I'll eat lunch and I'll fast from lunch to the next day. Well, I could do that all day long, every day of the week. Eat breakfast, you know, or eat lunch the very next day. But from going from that whole day and not eating to that night to the next morning, only bread and water, that's, we don't want to try to find loopholes. It's to our benefit that we don't try to find loopholes. Our Lady said, fasting stops wars. In one of her messages, she says, wars of your unbelief. We need to rid ourselves and purify ourselves from that. So there's something important that happens with fasting. And something, we just got an interview from Mariana that we're going to post uh, in the next few days. Is that uh, we Typically, the visionaries may give an interview, and you've heard it before, and you hear different things. And we don't just put every single interview that comes along on, on Medge. But this has enough different content, even though some of the content you may know about that's different that uh, is worthy of being put on. It's a long interview, a lot of questions, and it's a very good interview that she gave that we uh, would think you would like just as much as we did one of her last year. Probably about this time, maybe, or sometime last uh, early winter. But in it, she talks about her March 18th apparition, which is her birthday, which she says is not because of her birthday, but because of the date of March 18th is significant. Evidently going to be very significant. But she said something interesting in this interview. She said that March 18th, the second of the month, and Wednesday and Fridays, the days of fasting, that we will understand in the future very clearly why it's Wednesday and Friday, why it's the second of the month, and why March 18th. Something that will happen. According to Maria, she says, when everything starts happening, then you'll be able to understand why 18th of March, why every second of the month, why Wednesday and Friday are days of fasting, everything will be clear. Pretty profound. Very profound. Here we have somebody coming from heaven and telling us prophetically something that's going to manifest that we're going to see. She's not going to see your great-great-grandparents uh, or, or rather your generations is going to come from you, proceeding from you, will see this. She says you're going to see it. So don't think, okay, this is something two centuries from now. We're going to see many incredible things manifest in our lifetime. So Our Lady says fasting starts, stops wars. Our Lady tells us fasting can suspend the laws of nature. Our Lady says fasting reduces punishment from God. We can atone for our sins through that. We can avert many things through it. When you fast, when I fast, when others fast, your stomach tells you, I don't want to do that. And you say, you're going to do it. And your stomach growls at you, just like a dog wanting to bite you. Feed me. I am hungry. And you say, no, you are going to be subservient to my soul. Flesh, you will not conquer that. And by doing so, you derive a grace from this purification that makes you strong. Fasting does not hurt you. Fasting the next morning after you fast, you're more clear-headed. 
You can pray deeper. And you feel better physically. In the beginning days, a priest once told me, well, this is dangerous to fast on bread and water. I said, well, how could it be dangerous? The mother of God, you believe she's appearing. How could she give us bad advice like that? He said, well, you know, it's just dangerous. There's so much good that comes from fasting. It, and it has so much to do with defeating Satan. But it is God who does that. Satan cannot do except that which God allows. So through fasting, we move God to bind Satan. God is very sensitive to a heart that denies their own hunger because of the love for him. And so God reciprocates by granting graces to kill Satan's plans or his hold on us. So we've got to realize there's three things that are necessary for God to do this. Prayer, fasting, and surrendering everything to let God act. Our Lady has told us once on April 17, 1986, pray, fast, and let God act. If you fast, you give God the motivation. Not that he's not motivated, but you you get the catalyst for him to act in your life, to cleanse you, to purify you, to fix your broken roads that have led you to him. You know, what does broken road mean? It's, it's the it's the old, old cliche, there's no atheist in the foxholes of Normandy. When you are in crisis, when you're in difficulties, you're much more apt to be praying and even being induced to fast. And I say the word induced because often, sometimes it takes to be induced to want to fast. You know, our lady came one Thursday message and said, you're fasting only out of habit to the villagers because everybody else is doing it. She don't want you to do it out of habit. She doesn't want you to do it because you're forced. She wants you to do this out of love for her, her plans, and she will reciprocate by interceding before God to win every grace necessary for you to come in union and have a heart of love and feel a real peace. Fasting brings peace. Fasting is an arm, a weapon of significance, and a power to defeat, or rather a power to defeat. Fasting to be powerful must be done with the heart. Our Lady's told us through her fasting that the whole plan of God that Our Lady's bringing to us that God himself has planned for the world's salvation in this time, and it will be achieved. You know, you think about that. How many people, how many people are talking, how much news is going out about all the wolves of the world? And Our Lady's got this plan through which prayer and fasting it will be achieved. By giving our fasting to Our Lady, it forces Satan not to be able to seduce us to evil and drives him away. Do you, know, do you not want that for your family? Can you not deny yourself for that? A runner does that through exercise of his flesh. The grueling exercise even high school students do in the summer in, pre- in preparation for football is just as difficult, if not more difficult, than doing that. But when you start doing something for the soul as opposed to the flesh, is with the great agony of the flesh screaming, you're hurting me. 
you know, the T-shirts that say, if there's no pain, there's no gain. You know, it speaks about the flesh. Well, what about the soul? Who today cares about the soul? There's so many things happening in the world that even people who are paganistic are doing their yoga. They're doing all their things in their meditations, uh, often false false gods, uh, worship of the body. They're all seeking this. And, and even fasting for purification. But the purification of the body, they want, they want the cleansing of the flesh, not the cleansing of the soul. But I told this priest that said fasting was dangerous. I said, well, you know, how can it be that the mother of God tells us to do this, that it's a danger for us? It's an impossibility if you believe in apparitions. So don't think that this is harmful to you. If anything, we're overfed, we're overvitamined, we have too much, we have too little exercise, fasting is not going to hurt you. We've had people repeatedly on these nine-day fasts say they felt better than they've ever felt. So am I trying to sell you on this? I am. I want you to join us. I want you to understand how you will be helped, how those things you may have prayed for for years may be accomplished. We've had people call us by the third day in the fast. So you can't believe what happened. Something I prayed for for five years just came to be. Uh, whole families coming back together. Healings coming back together. You know, is very, very powerful. If Jesus said these kinds of demons can only, re- only be removed by fasting, then why do we not expect the same 2,000 years later by his words? And not only do we have to Use the scriptures. We got a live, transfigured queen coming to us. His mother telling us that. So fasting purifies our hearts from sin, uh, from the sins of our past. Many struggle from this today. Many, many people suffer from the sins of the parents. Our lady says that the sins of the parents. Uh, you, you know, you have you have people on the streets. Why is that? You go to any of these people, you're going to find back in their history a broken family, a broken relationship between mom and dad. You know, how are we going to cure this for ourselves and for other people except to purify? And the significance of this, that Mariana has told us that Wednesday and Fridays are days of fasting, that everything will be clear in the future. Why is it is even on that day will be something that cannot help but bring us some of the greatest joy and delight of what we're participating in. Uh, I'm not talking about a nine-day fast. I'm talking about just your Wednesday and Fridays. You will not be hurt. You are not giving up anything. You're gaining something. You will always gain from that. So it's the least thing to do with Medjugorje that people like. It's the least thing people want to do. But it, coupled with prayer, is one of the most powerful things that can happen. So fasting coupled with prayer will attain everything you ask for. These are Our Lady's words. Fasting sanctifies you to receive the Holy Spirit. You want to walk close to God? You fast. I tell a, I can tell a distinct difference on Monday morning as opposed to Thursday morning. Because on Wednesday I fast, and in the community we do that, and there's, there's a distinction. You can say, yeah, I bet you're hungry. 
<laughs> well, there's joy comes, there's peace comes from that because we do get to eat the next day. But there is a clarity at our 5 a.m. prayer for that hour after a fast day that we don't have on a day that we had eaten. And, and you're always in joy about that. So you want the, the Holy Spirit to be with you. You want to be inspired. You want to be gifted with that. And fasting sanctifies you to receive the Holy Spirit. Our Lady relates to us that humility is a fruit from fasting when coupled with prayer. The world is in deep, serious need of humility. Mariana just told a few months ago to kneel down before my son in humility and repentance. No one in the world doesn't not need today to be in repentance. Society leads everybody into the wrong path. The whole structure of it. I was listening to a Protestant ministry show this week on the radio, and uh, it was it was just incredible. It was incredible that they were just talking about how to manage kids that's using the internet, and how to uh, what do you do with the cell phones, and how you know just get rid of the stuff. But these parents don't, and they were just saying, well, it's wrong just to get rid of it. You got to teach them how to, to use it. Uh, how to how to manage it themselves? If adults can't do it, how do you expect a kid to do it? You know, they got PG thirteen or or R seventeen or whatever the ratings are now. I don't keep up with it. But if it's a, if it's wrong for a thirteen year old, then it's wrong for a forty year old. Sin is sin. Oh, you can better manage it. Adults actually manage it to a lesser degree than than the youth do. But anyway, on this show, they were just. I was amazed because they were just talking about, well, you you have to let them do it, and you, you got to give them perimeters. And then they talked about the times their kids that they set these perimeters, they were breaking them. So, you know, to break from this thing, to have to have vision of clarity, to see this, and have the strength, you need to fast. You need to realize your kid that's twelve years old does not need a cell phone. It's it's absurd to think, oh, well, i got to know where they are. Well, you know, sure, Jesus could have gotten in touch with Mary with a cell phone. okay, But he didn't, and, and for a thousand years, man didn't, and we don't need it today. So we got to realize we need strength. We need purification of our mentalities that what we've been given, what we've been offered, we don't have to have it. We've got an international mission. We've got people in uh, Medjugorje, sometimes other countries, and we don't use cell phones. You know, am I condemning everybody has it? I'm condemning the wasted time on it. I'm not saying it's a sin to, to use it. I'm saying that it's too much. It's excessive. And if you want to manage that, fasting will help you manage that. This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Mechagoria. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, 
it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Medjugorje. The Blessed Mother, Mary, Mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. Pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. There are a special number of discounted seats available for a short time. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So we've talked about that uh, we're sanctified by fasting and then that receives, helps us receive the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit brings the Spirit of truth upon us. Our Lady said, and another message, if you pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon you, you, get, you receive everything. And so because of that, we, um, we realize that we have to um, really seriously look at the messages and see that what our Lady is saying is for a special good, a special reason. And um, and act on that. Um, we we will not regret placing fasting in our life. There was several years ago, back in the eighties, I think it was, that um, uh, my birthday was coming up, and I was headed to Medjugorje. This commercial reminded me about it, about going to Medjugorje. And I said, Mary, just have my birthday for, forgotten. And uh, we were so hectic those days uh, at that time. Our kids doing a lot of activities and different things and then with my wife. And, and, and it was forgotten. I mean, I left. I left. My birthday was missed. And I wanted that because I wanted Our Lady to give me what she wanted me to have. And um, so I got to Medjugorje and I said, I want from you something that you would like to give me for my birthday. And I really prayed for three or four days, and, and it happened that Father Sofko, uh, myself, and Maria was in the choir loft, and Yvonne. And it was only us in there. And then I said, you know, Mary, I came to Medjugorje on this trip, and one of my wishes was that you give me what you wanted to, to give me for my birthday. And so during the apparition, I felt uh, a gift of fasting was given and prayer. I felt it very strongly. I wasn't unclear about this. I felt this really in my heart. And indeed, uh, I didn't want to eat on fast days, not even bread and water. And Our Lady has told us that fasting is a gift. You know, it's not something you're doing. God gives you the gift of fast, and you need to pray for that. So if you pray for the gift of fasting, God will give you that. And so not only do you need to pray for the Spirit of Truth and pray for uh God to grant you the spirit of the truth, you pray for humility, which is the fruit of fasting. You pray for the gift of fasting itself. And that's where one step is that you can help begin that. The church now, is the, what it requires of fasting, the present fasting in the church, is not adequate at all. Uh, our ladies come and she's changing that. She actually gave a message saying that fasting... 
has been forgotten in the last quarter century of the Catholic Church. It's, it's really humorous to us that on Ash Wednesday, we hear from the altar, okay, today you have to have two small meals and only one large meal. I mean, what is this? What is this for us to accept this kind of mentality? People say, am I challenging the church? No. The church gives us the very minimum we have to do. But it's Our Lady's words, not mine. She said it. She said fasting has been forgotten in the last quarter century. She said that in 1984. There's people being getting sick now from too many vitamins. We, we already eat too much. We already know that, that these things people talk about and medically how we're suffering from that. But I'm not saying to fast for a medical reason. I'm saying that this parallels the consequences of something we shouldn't be doing. And so what the church says is not necessarily what we were to follow in, in regards to that's the maximum. The church is speaking from a maximum position. It's saying no meat on Fridays during Lent. That's the minimum. And a lady's coming to tell us, I want more than the minimum. Don't give me just that little bit. I need your fasting on bread and water on Wednesday and Fridays. Now, it's interesting that we had been fasting here for years, uh, probably 15 years, and I came across something that really was surprising, that the early church fasted, all the early Christians fasted on Wednesday and Fridays. Do you think that's a, a coincidence? Or do you think our lady's coming to renew the church? I can tell you fasting is being renewed through Medjugorje worldwide. Through this little tiny village. And it happened in Medjugorje. It didn't happen anywhere else. It didn't happen by anybody calling for it. It happened by our lady asking for it. And, and it's a gift. Fasting is one element which keeps Satan from conquering us. And the faith and the prayer, faith and prayer are the other two things. This helps us to thrive as a church. If the gates of hell won't prevail against the church, God's always going to send something when the gates of hell are ready to, to, to prevail against the church. There's an oppression that in the late 80s that was happening uh, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of everything. And that's coming back. Through these years of time of grace, we've, we've kind of been relieved somewhat, but now people are beginning to feel more and more of this. If there's, if there's time, if there's a time to fast, now is the time to do that. And so this element of fasting along with faith and prayer, these three things keep Satan from conquering us. And that's what I said August 1st, 1981. Satan has, uh, a great battle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. Satan wants to conquer you. He wants to defeat you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your kids. He wants to destroy everything around you. He hates you. And as St. John Vianney said, Satan especially hates fasting. Why? Because it keeps Satan from conquering you. We in turn are to conquer Satan. The arms to do that, our lady tells us, is fasting coupled with prayer. So you should be strengthened to want to do this. 
But so many people don't want to move and they can't move. But if you want to be moved, if you want to ask God to move you, fasting does. If you don't have the strength, just fast and say, God, you change all my ways. The vices, the things, the things I'm locked in, the things that I can't do, I want you to, Lord, move or I want you to move me. Either way, fasting is going to help on that. And it's going to take God to move you. If you need help from that, can you help me, God, you're asking me? Or if I won't move, if he won't move, then move me one way or the other. Fellowship with thee Cause I am weak 
I want November 1st to be here. I want to fast November 1st through the 9th. It's a decision. If you understand what fasting does for you, you'll want that. We've gone 21 years in this movement. I've not grown tired of fasting. Other people that have learned the gift and how much you get out of that is not equitable. You get more than what you put into it. And so we often in community will come up. How do we do several nine-day fasts a year? We all will feel it. We'll feel a certain point where I feel like I need to do a nine-day fast. I got clutter in my heart. I got clutter in my soul. I need purification. I need cleansing. Often Our Lady will give us a message that starts us that thinking. And more than uh, a few times... It's come up that it was a general sense within the members of our community here at Caritas that we uh, begin to long for it. Sometimes Our Lady gives the message about Fatima, the, fa- the message that refers to, I ask for nine days of renunciation. Uh, so that the plans I have, I begin in Fatima, may be fulfilled through Medjugorje. And we walk through this together in our heart. And now uh, that we do these things, it's, it's such a strengthener for us. It's such a clarity in what we see um, that there's little complaint from it. We realize that Satan, too, as St. John Vianney said, is enraged against those who fast to convert. He literally hates this. We have often have people say, well, I fast, but my husband uh, became very angry or... My wife became very angry, or my children complained. Um, sure, we're sitting going to try to reach you, except through loved ones. We've had people that in a family have to hide the fast in the sense that it incites the other members of the families. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, I think it was, used to have to had banquets every night with the king, and she would be often fasted. And she would just move her food around on her plate to pretend she was eating. And so uh, Satan will be enraged against this for certain people. And you may have to hide it. And, of course, the Scriptures tells us, don't let the right hand uh, know what the left hand is doing. 
And then when you when you uh, uh, fast, you know, shave yourself. Don't do it for show. You know, just between you and God. It's not that somebody else can't know in your family, but if it incites, then do everything you can to dissipate that. You know, because Satan is enraged. And if he don't know what you're doing, he can't act through those emotions of those who may be coming on you about that. Our Lady has told us fasting for the sick, sick can cure them along with faith and prayer. There we go again. Fasting, faith, and prayer. It works. It can happen. We might say, well, you know, somebody has cancer and we did that and it didn't. It didn't. Well, we can't give the reasons for that. But we've often seen that there was an acceptance and a peace that came through that, which was a healing, was a cure. I mean, up to about 120 years ago, I would say, everybody that lived is dead. You're going to die. Everybody that Jesus healed is dead. You've got an appointment with, and a destiny that you're going to die. So are we to expect every time we're going to be cured? But there will be something that comes from that, even if it's not a cure. And it will be a cure. It's the acceptance that this is my appointed time. So even if what you want, what you come to take through what you might want to fast or for a cure for the sick, you'll benefit that you'll, God will show you. There'll be a resignation toward that. And it's the best thing. Death for God of a soul being reborn into heaven is not the same thing as death for us who can't see everything that soul may go through after he enters death's door. So we've got to realize that death is not the same for God as it is for us. It's a good thing. It's a joyous thing. And so fasting for the sick can bring benefit to that. So we've got, after realize our ladies also relate to us, fasting along with prayer was offered as a remedy uh, by our lady once that she said will stop the arguments among the holy priesthood. So the, 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 some of the difficulties with the priest, I mean, she said that. It will stop the arguments among the priesthood. We need fasting. We need prayer. So we need to realize the power of everything that our lady keeps telling us in the last few months, pray for your shepherds, pray for your priest. Pray to help them. With that, fast for them. Fast for your bishop. And our lady shows us it's only to our benefit. If 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 those arguments or if those difficulties or whatever plagues those uh men that fill the office of the priesthood, uh it's not gonna do anything but help us if we fast for them. We invite you to an experience of a lifetime. Come to the five-day annual retreat, December 8th through 12th, of reconciling ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. It will not only recharge you, but change your life. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, 
November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field, consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today, Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Magigoria visionary, Maria Linetti, she was here to help us and she would intercede for you to God with all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced by the Queen of the Angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With Our Lady appearing 26 years in Magigoria, come to a special place she's visited and designated and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas of Birmingham at 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Well, again, that uh, little spot right there always hits the heart. Um, our favorite time of year, of course, is Christmas. In 1988, December 25th, uh, Our Lady appeared here with baby Jesus. So we've had the same Jesus that was in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago actually appear here. And so Christmas uh, became something of a joy for us. And celebration of December 8th to the 12th always became something that uh, warms our heart. We've had Maria here, I think, at least two or three times during that period. She won't be here this year. Some people have asked for that. But uh, in some ways, it becomes more intimate, of course, because we, we really would do this, if nothing else, we actually started it for the community. It's something we just did. And uh, we just opened up for people to come. But uh, it's a beautiful thing in the field, uh, Christmas in the field. And, and again, this was inspired through something that evolved through prayer fasting, and faith in Our Lady's plans. So you don't know what Our Lady wants to do with you, and you may never discover and be able to get what Our Lady wants to do for you for that to materialize in your life if you never fast, if you never try to do that. There's things that Sister Faustina was told by Jesus, St. Faustina now, that Jesus said, I, I was right on the very verge of granting your community. But then there was something they did that stopped the grace. And so God wants to give you everything. He wants you to be happy in this life. Not sad and just things be difficult. Yes, we're tested by God. But he wants you to be happy. He wants you to have everything you, you need that he knows is good for your spiritual life and even your material life. Sometimes that's not material things. It's the absence of it that may create the broken road that leads you closer to him, which is much better than any material thing that you might think you won't. But fasting is a catalyst for that. And those things where God's tried to move or you wanted to move into for years, uh, fasting may make the Lord move. So we need to realize uh, the strength and the power that comes with fasting. Fasting will bring the kingdom of God among us. 
if we want the kingdom of God to come and descend to us, fasting, our lady says, will make that happen. Who doesn't want that? And what town in this country doesn't need it? And what country doesn't need it in the world? The world needs the kingdom of God. Fasting will bring the kingdom of God, according to Our Lady. This is not interpretable. This is her words. She said that. And she said fasting makes her happy. Would you want to make your mother happy? How many little children delight in making their mother happy? We had one of the community babies the other day saw their mom who's just learning to talk. She can't walk yet. She says she saw a mom coming across the field from the rosary and she says, Mom, you know, it made her so happy to see her mom. And we we need to make our lady happy. Fasting makes her happy. Why? How do we know? She said that. She said that uh, in August the 5th. On her birthday, 2000th birthday, fasting makes me happy. Fasting makes prayer more vigorous. The more vigorous you pray, the more easier it will be for you to fast. One feeds the other, the engine and the gasoline. Neither one can go and progress without the other. The deeper the prayer, the deeper the fasting. The deeper the fasting, the deeper the prayer. One comes from the other. Our Lady will make the maximum good come from all of our fast. She wants us to give her, she wants us to give her, her, our fast. And she wants to dispose of it according to what God's will is. Not your will. She says, don't pray for what you want. She prays for what God wants. If if she tells us to pray for God, what God wants, we'll get everything we want because we'll want what God wants. It's amazing. If we just change our wants to His, whatever He gives, we're going to want that. Fasting helps you to achieve that, to accept not only the will of God, but for those graces and that fast to be disposed through the fasting, rather, through the graces that He has, according to God's will. So fasting coupled with prayer and especially, Our Lady says, community prayer protects you from Satan's aggression. It protects you from destroying marriages, or rather from, from the aggression of Satan destroying marriages, creating division, and it crushes Satan's plans. Our Lady actually says it crushes his plans for obsession and murder in society, which today Our Lady says Satan is responsible he is responsible for divorce. He is responsible for arguments among the priesthood. He is responsible for obsessions. He is responsible for murders. He is responsible for every action. Every negative action in society, Satan is responsible for. And with fasting coupled with prayer, and especially, Ali says, community prayer, you crush that. We spend so much effort on, again, talking about problems, trying to elect an official to solve our problems, looking to the government for the, the, the cure of our problems when we have it. It's just that simple. Fast and pray. Everything is self-correcting from there because God will act. So to obtain a grace from God 
it's best for you not to let anyone else know you're fasting. We in community, we fast on Wednesday and Friday. Everybody knows we're fasting. But we don't go out there with with uh, on the street corners and tell people we're fasting. We're not out there walking around with doom and gloom. You know, obviously, when our lady is telling us that, to not let anybody else know it, your family's going to know you're fasting in most cases. But, um, in other words, you don't go bragging about it. And because if you do, you lose the grace. Are you doing it to impress man? Or are you doing it to comply to God's wish through Our Lady? If you want grace, hide it. Keep it quiet. People say often during the Christmas holidays or sometimes, well, I can't fast or, or i got to go through some function. But just as many tell us also, well, I go to them and I just carry around a little plate and, and you know, don't don't really eat much or just barely put something on there, a piece of bread, and eat the bread off of it. You know, people aren't watching what she's eating. You know, they're, they're not going to be grading you in that way. So there's ways to keep that hidden. And Ali has relayed to us, she wants us to fast out of gratitude. Not grudgingly. Not on an altitude as far as how, look at me, a he-man. Out of gratitude are you to fast. Gratitude for what? For gratitude for everything. You got two legs you can walk on. You're not in a wheelchair. You got two arms. You you you're you got a you got a roof over your head. You know, there's a million things. If my children at night say, "Well, I don't have nothing to be, th- you know, say thank you for," what do you mean? Can you see? Do you have a bed you're sleeping in? You can go and stay up all night thanking God for things. So, give God your fast. Our Lady requests that out of gratitude, because no matter where you are, somebody else has less than you. No matter what you, how little you have, someone else is behind you. And that's enough to be grateful for. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you've given to me. Thank you, God, for the life I have. No matter how bad the situation, you're always better off than the next person somewhere down the road. So fasting is to be encouraged in others, not discouraged. Not say, oh, you don't have to fast. Or why are you fasting for? You know, yeah, I'm a Medjugorjeite. I like to fast, but let's don't fast. Our Lady said the words, Fasting is to be encouraged in others. Not discouraged. Encouraged. Make a favorable environment for that. Be strong and discipline yourself. You know, that you help people. You're a good witness to them. It's, it's, yes, it's, it is easier to fast in community. But there's a lot of things that's difficult in community too. Our Lady, of course, asked for this community to be established. And we are a window, we're absolutely convinced, I I 100% believe it, of how people will live in the future. Whether you want to or not, the only life is going to be in small community. We'll get into that in a later show, going into that. But there's no doubt in my mind, this is where we're headed. It's what our Lady's called for. She called for us to do a few prayers, part of the rosary. We evolved to what we are today, following the message. Why would not your broken road lead to the same straight path to God? We have evolved to three or four hours of prayer a day and the whole rosary. Do fasting, do prayer, and faith in the message. Our Lady actually tells us that she wants us uh, to fast to prepare for the coming of Jesus. Uh, I took ABC 2020 to Medjugorje back in the late 80s. 
And they said, they asked me a question. Do you think this is preparing for the second coming? I said, there's no doubt about it. The mother of God's coming to this village. Now, this is only seven years after that person started. We don't have all we've got for the last 20 years or so. I said, this is without a doubt. This is preparing for the second coming. You know, and our lady told us before I knew, before I saw this message, this message was given uh, November 25th, 1996. When she said to fast in preparation for the coming of Jesus. So at least 10 years plus, it was real clear to me. This is the second coming. And uh, the producer at 2020 said, well, we were sitting at actually in Maria's backyard or side yard. He says, you really believe that? I said, I don't know that. And and he said, when? I said, well, that's what we don't know. That may be 10 years from now. That could be 100 years from now, 400 years from now. We don't know the time. But everything to do with these messages is preparing us for the second coming. You know, And whether that's centuries from now or tomorrow, that's what we don't know. Don't think that in this late day of, of man's history that with Lourdes happening in the morning, Fatima happening at midday at 12, and these apparitions of Our Lady happening in the evening at 20 to the hour, 20 minutes to the hour, that we're not in that, that last 20 minutes of the hour. So do we have 200 more years? We don't know that. But one thing we do know unequivocally that Our Lady says fast to prepare for the second, or rather prepare for the coming of Jesus. And we know that all this will help us in preparation for the second coming. So if we couple, Our Lady tells us, if we couple fasting with renunciation, it strengthens us. Your prayer will be more powerful. You'll overcome your own will. And you will discover God's will. We've often had people say, well, what is God's will for me? I don't know. I've prayed and prayed. I don't know what God's will. Add fasting to that. You want to know the will of God? You fast. You pray. Once I asked Our Lady a question through Maria, and Our Lady said, pray. I went back to Medjugorje a couple months later and said, ask Maria, ask again, and she says, pray. Uh, probably six months later, I went back again a third time, asking, and Our Lady said, pray. So I went back to Medjugorje probably within that about a year after doing this, and uh, I asked Maria, you know, I've asked this three times, and she just says pray, and she says, um, well, maybe we should we should fast. So her and I fasted together, and then we did a um, a sacrifice going up to the mountain for nine days in a row. Uh, and did the, all three mysteries of the rosary come in the mountains together at 5 a.m. We came back, asked her what would our lady like, and she said this is, this would be something our lady would like. So we went to the mountain, Apparition Mountain, woke up nine days. She went before our lady again, and she asked the question again. And our lady says, this time, instead of just pray, she says, you pray. Now's not the time. Now, I was immensely excited about that answer, not because it wasn't necessarily the answer I might would have wanted, but I saw this novena work. I saw this fasting literally work where for a whole year span, all our lady said was one word, pray. And when I added fasted to it, she says, you pray, now's not the time. 
You know, I, I have the reality of watching heaven be moved by when Our Lady for three times didn't want to tell me anything else. But because I fasted, that grace complied with, she gave me more, and I complied with that. Call it stubborn, whatever you want, but it's pretty exciting to do those kinds of things. Our Lady also, uh, you know, wants us, to, as I said, to discover God's will. Not your will, but God's will. And we have to realize that, that if you have difficulties, if you're running into problems of always wanting your way and not God's way, or always struggling with, with what God wants to put in first and sometimes sometimes first, sometimes second, the fasting will make that much easier for you. So fasting is one-third of the foundation that will renew the the, the fervor in you. Uh, that Our Lady wants to expose in order that she will transform you and make make it possible for Jesus to fill you with his love so that you can find true peace. So many people today have a past that they can't find true peace. And if you give this to Our Lady and you give this fasting to her, she can transform you. You'll be transfigured in a new being that will be receptive to the true peace. You'll be filled with this love and that come, who doesn't want that? And you think you're paying too big of a price? You think you're giving too much? Get in your mentality that you're not doing something for God. He's doing something, something for you in much greater proportion than what it would take you to do. Our lady says that we are hers. She uses the word mine. And for this to be achieved, to become hers, she says it's through fasting and prayer. As her witnesses. She can claim you. Who doesn't want to be claimed by the queen? Who doesn't want to stand by her side? Who doesn't want her there at your deathbed. Bringing you to Jesus himself. I want her there. At the hour of my death. Amen. How many Hail Marys have you asked for that? You asked for it. So let her bring you there. Let her have this. Joy of bringing you to the light of heaven. So, you know, it's just so immense what comes from fasting and coupled with prayer that you, you, you will never regret at your deathbed, at your last moments of your life, there's not going to be one fast day that was difficult or one sacrifice that you gave up that you will not regret. You'll be elated that you did what you did. Maria relayed to us that how difficult it was and so many nights they stayed up all night their adorations when they were 16 and 17 and 18 that in her 40s today is helping her now. And how much having a holy death with what you do in preparing for that wedding feast of entering into the light of heaven will it bring because you fasted. What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981? We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself. Why is the Holy Virgin coming? Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. At 6.40, June 24th, 1981, the world was on a downhill slide toward evil.
and darkness and hate, that that changed in one moment toward the good. Has anything been said about Christians? There's many Christians in the world. But also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. With 26 years of daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan? It's her words saying, I want to use you in a great plan. You must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world. How will it happen? Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us ten secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen. Do not put off drawing closer to God now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Sign up for the Medj list free and be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com and click on Medj list free. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So, uh, our lady once told us that she wants Jesus to be our friend. And um, the closer, of course, we walk with our lady and her messages, the closer we walk with God, and, and the greater the friend uh, we'll have in Jesus. And so the whole world's affected by that. And... It's sometimes puzzling that we we can see that this nation is made up by uh, well over three quarters of it professing Christians, whether they go to church or not. They profess to be Christians, and how few of them really are are friends of Jesus. And if we really want to be Jesus' friends, we would really understand that you want to do things for your friend. If those things you want to do for a friend. Um, would be things that would be contrary to who we want you to do. How could you be his friend? You know, God wants you to be close to him. That's one thing Mariana said that after that person began, she saw God as this far off God just to be worshipped and be obedient to. Uh, she said this in so many words, I'm not quoting her, but this, she relayed this when we was doing an a interview with her years ago. And she said that the the thing that she learned from, from these apparitions is that God, you know, is not that kind of God, that he's really a friend. And so if he's a friend, then Jesus is a friend. Of course, Jesus came amongst us. And fasting helps us see that. It helps us build a relationship with him that we really become uh, something intimate. You know, not just our Savior, we know that, but a faithful friend and a friend which... Uh, we can depend on uh, just like the most faithful, much more than the most faithful friend that you have in the world. You'll never have a friend that you can have as you could really intimately with Jesus. That's the difference in us and other religions outside of Christianity. That God's not that God way off in a distance. You take 
your most faithful friend, the the person that's closest to you, the most uh, best relationship you ever could imagine, and just multiply that countless times. And that's what we get from Jesus. And fasting brings that to us. Sweet Jesus, my Savior, you are my faithful friend. You made me, you know me, and you seen my every sin. And my soul is amazed by this gift of your grace and these arms that take me. Sweet Jesus, my Savior, you are my faithful friend. Sweet Jesus, my shelter, you are my faithful friend. Should I be afraid when I know I am saved by the arms that take me in? Sweet Jesus, my shelter, you are my faithful children out there just listening why would you not want that who would not want to be a friend with Jesus who would not want to give yourself to your faithful friend that walks the earth and how much more so to Jesus can you not tomorrow Wednesday fast on bread and water can you not pray through the night going to bed in preparation for tomorrow's fast day? That it be one of purity, one of strength, and one that derives grace to build your friendship with Jesus. Why would you not want this? And November 1st to the 9th, why would you not prepare now to fast for those nine days of bread and water? 
You're building a relationship with God. You're tearing away a relationship from the world and what it holds you by. The beautiful, sweet Jesus all comes through fasting. It's where Our Lady wants to lead you to. It's really something that is so profound when you really realize and see the little miracles that come from fasting. And maybe, I shouldn't say little miracles because they're big miracles. That may be little to somebody else, but for you, when it happens and that grace comes, you know it's profound. It may seem to be a small thing to the next person, but you will see the actions of God in your life. The whole world is affected by you individually fasting. And the whole world is on the brink of being renewed by you as an individual fasting. Our nation can be renewed by you as an individual, not everybody else, you. That's the basis for the plan is that me, I, myself, change, be transformed. Not through our leaders. We pray for the wrong thing, praying for our leaders. Pray for the people. The leaders will become what the people are. Instead, we have become what our leaders are. Fasting specifically is requested by Our Lady to be offered to your friend Jesus for a new Pentecost, a new springtime in the church which will affect all creation. Can you imagine that? And we're talking about August 1st, 1981, a great struggle between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. We will be victorious. The question is, will you be with the victorious? That's the question to ask. And how sad it will be if you haven't participated. Place it in your mentality. You are not doing something by fasting. God is doing something for you. First, it's a gift. The grace you get from that makes you strong. And God will act. So many people walk in fear. They're scared to death. This and that. All the woes of the world. Everything going on in the Middle East. Fasting immunes you from fear of evil. This is not our opinion. This is Our Lady's words. You will walk with no fear. You will be immune by fasting. Our Lady said exactly these words. The one who fasts is not afraid of the future. Can you imagine that? And what is everything about in the world today? The future. People who aren't praying are afraid of the future. We just read in a magazine this week about farming that on the Norwegian side of the Arctic, the upper Arctic above the Norwegian area, that they're building a half the size of a vault, a half the size of a football field. Several foundations, including Dow Chemical, have given millions of dollars to this. To put seeds in this vault in case of a world catastrophe that will cause the continuous of man to be in jeopardy. How arrogant. They're spending all this money. Who's even going to be able to walk up there and get some seeds and replant tomatoes? How stupid. 
Fasting, all we got to do is that. We don't have to fear that. These people aren't praying. The, the insight is that they know there's something wrong. They know the world's in trouble. And they're scared. They're so scared, they're building a stupid vault to house all the seeds so that man can find some kind of map, map and hike all the way to the Arctic, bring them back down here to Florida or Alabama or Oregon someplace and replant them. The absurdity of it is ridiculous. Ali says, the one who fasts is not afraid of the future. Prayer and fasting stops wars of unbelief and fear. Look it up. January 25th, 01, 2001. When did that message come? The very beginning of the millennium. So when man's heart is with that peace, prayer, fasting, will cause it to be visited in his heart with a renewed peace. So, one, prayer. Two, fasting. Three, surrender. Letting God act. April 17th, 1986. Pray, fast, let God act. We must realize the power that we have in this time. St. Francis didn't have this. He didn't have the mother of God come and give him these kinds of instructions. St. Louis de Montfort said he longed. He longed for the time. He wanted to live when Mary would come in the latter days and raise up apostles that would be purified as the children of Levi. As her children. He longed for where you sit now. Why not use the weapons and the tools she is given to you? Why not? So this fast we're asking for November 1st, we're not asking for it. This is something from God. We're going to do it. If you want to join us, this gift that God gives an opportunity to fast in union with people across the United States and other countries who join us, you call in. Caritas will give you the day of the year that you'll be covering for this next coming year to do the immunity of the fear of evil that so many people are afraid of in the future, afraid of it's going to happen. We can walk in peace, in complete peace. I know um, there's a couple of questions that Riaz and Joan has in the studio, so maybe we'll stop real quick for that. It's, it's certainly a very powerful message that we're hearing tonight about fasting and and uh, recapping a few points that you brought up about um, the fear of the future and uh, that uh, fasting would immune us from the fear of the future, some things that may be going through some people's minds out there, perhaps you might want to address, is that some people may be thinking, well, you you guys there, you have it easy. Uh, you have a whole community of people there fasting with you, and I'm just one person out here in the midst of a bunch of non-believers, and uh, it's getting the will to begin to do it perhaps may be difficult for them. And then there may be others out there who may be thinking uh, or objecting that, uh, you certainly can't earn God's love or God's favor uh, by fasting. Where is the place that fasting has in in that perspective where somebody may be thinking out there, God loves me as I am, do I have to fast? Uh, certainly God's going to love me if I fast or not. And uh, these may be some objections that some people may, may raise uh, to the issue of fasting that you might want to address. Well, the visionaries have told us that Mary herself uh, never fasted. 
Can you imagine the mother of God going through all this and now she's imposing this on us? How dare her do that? The other side of, of the visionaries tell us that, that it says Mary always ate in measured portions. I think a lot of people would rather fast. <laughs> you know, can you imagine your entire life you eat in measured portions? You never take one more little bite or the five or ten extra bites of, of something that you delight in. You know, that's fast. You know, that's, that's a, 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 a real fast. So our lady's not even asking us for what she did. You know, we have to realize that April 17th, 86, our lady says, pray for the gift of fasting. It is a gift. And, and our lady wouldn't be telling us to do this if it wasn't so critical. We live in a critical time. She wants to be victorious. She's telling us how to do it. We either, we either what I said a moment ago, we either want to be uh, victorious or not. In Galatians 5, uh, verse 17, it says, the, the, it speaks of the, the desires of the flesh against the spirit and that the desires of the spirit against the flesh. And uh, I think it's Paul who says, for these, opposed, these are opposed to each other. It's a war. It's like I said at the beginning of the program. Your stomach's growling at you. Just like a dog wanting to bite you. Feed me now. And your soul saying, I will not. One of us is going to conquer. Why? Because they're opposed to each other. The flesh versus the spirit. And so if you go on to Galatians 24, five, same chapter, you know, it speaks of those who belong to Christ. Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desire. How do you do that? You know, sacrifice, fasting. And so we have something that is so beneficial. You go to the doctor and he gives you a medicine to fix something for you and you take it. You got to go to surgery and you go underneath the scalpel. You get stuck with needles. You get stuck with this. You got IV. Nobody questions that. Spiritually, we're very sick. The family is very much in crisis. It's diseased. Our Lady gives us a solution. Prayer, fasting. Why do we reject it? Why do we say, I don't like that? Well, maybe it's the same reason you don't like castor oil. But, and nobody drinks that now, but I remember as a kid, this was horrible stuff. But, but you take it. And so why not will we do the same thing now? So, uh, you know, when Our Lady calls for nine days uh, that she wants to help us in everything that... Uh, or she said, with your help, in other words, she what she wanted to realize in Fatima may be fulfilled. What is nine days of renunciation? You know, sure it can be something else. But we've seen this in our community. When this message comes up, we do these nine days. And that's actually I was doing it before it came from that. Caritas views the pilgrimages we offer as one of our most important ministries. Those of you who have traveled with us over the past 22 years know that our experience gives you the best environment to allow you to experience the true Magigoria. Our first and primary concern is for you to return home with a wonderful encounter with Our Lady, who will lead you to an encounter with God. There are many paths to choose in going to Medjugorje. 
Our prayer, with God's grace, is to direct you on the best path in your quest for a beautiful pilgrimage. Many have told us that our pilgrimages have been the best retreat of their lives. This is our prayer and desire for all who accompany us. My experience here has been profound, and I can't put it into words. It's like a prayer boot camp. Caritas has truly put their hearts into this trip, and it's made all the difference in the world. For the most profound experience of your life, call Caritas at 205-672-2000, extension 218. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. We've been talking, um, especially since uh, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping came out, about mentalities and changing mentalities. I think fasting falls into that category for a lot of people, but there's something that happened in Medjugorje this summer that my mentality changed about fasting. Because of a circumstance, we were hosting a... Croatian family for dinner, and uh, the woman had, um, the Croatian uh, mother had seen us throw out some old bread, stale bread, and she said, you know, we never do that here because um, bread is the form that God took to um, come into the Eucharist, and for us, bread is holy. Even if it's not the Eucharist, we treat it with respect. And um, I realized that through just that one example, coming from, again, a villager from this holy village, that bread is something more than what we nourish ourselves on a fast day. But also because of, of so much of the mentalities that we were taught here through your upbringing, and I'm speaking to a friend of Medjugorje here, who grew up in a, an Italian family, and who had uh, beautiful um, experiences with bread from an early age that has helped us to appreciate and have joy in in eating bread and the experience of of um, the Italian experience of bread. And I think it might be helpful if you would share some of those memories that you've had. Um, because I think it's something that's been lost in our own culture when we have so many choices all the time, but that in the olden days, bread was such a staple, and it was always something that people were thankful for if they just at least had bread on their table. Well, we um, one thing we've lose, we're losing as as families is, is our tradition and culture. And our uh, my dad has a bread pan that they've used their whole life, that he was bathed in as a child. It was passed on to him. And actually it's something of, of, a, of a, something so extraordinary. It's in my father's will to go to the first, firstborn son from there, and then it's to go on to the firstborn son from from next generation from there again. And, uh, and we're actually buying all our children uh, bread pans. And uh, some of our greatest joys are sitting around my mother making bread. They make 25 loaves at a time. And and us kneading the bread with them, and there's just so much 
built around that and joys. And we were, we were uh, taught to love eating bread. And, and, um, and you fast for too long, you're going to learn how to cook bread good because <laughs> that's the only thing you're eating. You, you, you're going to learn these little, uh, things that help you make good bread. But it is something that's really of a, of an extraordinary thing to, to do, uh, and place that in the family. Uh, there's love around that. It takes effort. It really involves a mom being that all day long. Uh, my wife, a week and a half ago, made 25 loaves of bread. We'll be eating that for the next two weeks for the next, next fast days. And, uh, and, and a lot of it is how you face it. People say, well, I hate eating bread. Well, you don't think right. Why? Because if you thought right, you'd have a good attitude. And a good attitude will lead to good actions. That action is accepting that. The consequences of that is, uh, you know, you have a attitude of, of liking that. I love bread. You know, and you can say I get tired of it after nine days of eating on it. Maybe so, but my attitude toward that is not that way. So I, I, um, I don't, you know, have that problem. And I know people say, well, maybe I'm allergic to bread. But, you know, maybe there's some ways to make the bread that you, you can identify those allergies or, or allergic reaction to that may not. You know, I was there when this, uh, it actually was Eva, our host, who has the, the, the house we all stay in. She was eating in our cabin this summer in Medjugorje. And actually what happened was, is, as the bread was thrown in the garbage, uh, my wife saw her take the bread out of the garbage, out of the garbage can. She picked it up and she kissed it. You know, what a witness. And that's when she told us, bread is sacred for us. We never throw bread away. And as a child, I remember my mom taking stale bread, putting it on the counter. We put it in meatballs. So um, we've got to realize, you know, there's got to be a love affair with this. That that And love will come from that. And you can learn to love the bread. Uh, you know, we did a nine-day fast one time. And we've done so many that that what started settling in on the community was that we just did it for the sacrifice, okay? We really didn't do it with love. And at the end of our nine-day bread and water fast, we always will pick a message to um, to see what our lady has to say. We offer her, here's the nine-day fast. Tell us what you'd like to tell us. You know, what is it that you want us to to Go from here. And usually it's a very positive message. But here we are after a nine-day fast, and, and and we just finished that. And, of course, you, you are hungry at that time. And our lady gave a message. It was December 18th, 1989. And she said, we're all in the chapel. The setting is we're, we're breaking the fast. We're, we're about to start eating. We're getting her words to us and giving her this fast that we were doing more out of duty then out of love, and she says, the prayers and sacrifices that you decided to offer in these days when I ask you were not done with love. I ask you to offer them with love as during the first days of the apparitions. What you have decided to do and to offer for my intentions during this novena. I mean, we like to fill over in the, in the chapel. You know, a nine-day novena on bread and water that we knew, all of us knew, we didn't do it with love. And she says, during the novena was not enough. Our children did it with us. Here's the mother of God saying, it's not enough. You 
have to choose to give more because you're able. Well, nobody said a word because we all knew what that meant. We needed to do another nine-day fast with love on bread and water. We waited one month, and we did it, and we did it with love. And I don't recall exactly what the, we archive these things when they happen because these are miraculous messages that come to us directly speaking, Our Lady, to us. Um, that uh, we we document, but in, in that I think it was something to the fact that that uh, on the next next nine day fast a month later it was something like without love you can achieve nothing. So, uh, so I, it was a continuation. So um, the fact that God's whole plan is based in love, and that the substance He chose to be manifested in and give himself to us on a daily basis is bread. And for Mariana to sit there and tell us that one day everything will be clear why you're fasting on Wednesday and Fridays. What does that mean? And March 18th and the second of the month, all of this calculates to one big recipe, our lady's bacon. And so why would you want to leave out part of the ingredients and have something flat? You know, we are not salt of the earth. We are not convicting because as salt we have grown flat. And as I've said and written many times, the meat is preserved by salt. Society is not preserved. It's not the degraded people or those living in darkness. We are not convicting. We have to change that. Fasting does that. And what does fasting do? It makes us holy. And because it makes us holy, it helps us to understand that, uh, that that prayer, faith, fasting comes at. So holiness is really in the end what we're after. To yours, 
heart and form it this comes from fasting take my mind transform it it comes from fasting take my will conform it this is from fasting holiness this is the ultimate goal 
wishes for us to have as a ticket. We need the ticket to bring bring us into the light of heaven. Holiness means separate. It's a, it denotes us a separation from the world for us for a divine use. And so there's nothing but gain from this. And we need to change our mentalities, the drudgery of it. This is the least aspect of of Medjugorje like. I, there was a priest I know that went to Medjugorje uh, we met a couple of years ago that has nothing to do with it. We asked him why. He says, oh, he believed in it. Well, why don't you have any devotion to it? He says, because I simply don't want to fast. He was very honest. He was candid. But he didn't want to fast. Because the mentality, again, is that, you know, this is too much. The price is too much. It costs me too much. So you can call in uh, Caritas if you want to sign up for the nine-day fast, November 1st to the 9th. We give you a day, not a year, you're covering. You're covering a day next year to Satan be binded from yourself, your family, your nation. And so we want to encourage you to do that. We have a few minutes left before we go off the air tonight. And we want to uh, invite you for that. Tomorrow's a fast date. Try it. If you haven't done it before or if you've gotten away from it, be pure in your fast. So uh, Thursday also is we're going to have another broadcast for an hour. Uh, I think it'll just be an hour. This coming Thursday night, 7 o'clock Central Time, whatever time zone you're in or if you're in Europe, whatever time that would correspond, we'll have a chart. But we've got a very, very special uh, major announcement to announce this coming Thursday. Um, we'll have it online, and also we'll talk about it that night, uh, which is this coming Thursday. Uh, in about two and a half weeks, we're going to broadcast a show we scheduled for tonight, which would be a live show talking about, look what happened while you're sleeping. We decided we wanted to line up a few gifts for that. And because of that, we decided to be postponing. And because of this fast coming up, we thought this would be a good show for you to talk about tonight. You can listen to this anytime. It's, it's streamed on uh, Medge. If you've got friends that you'd like to pass this on to or encourage to, to do it, this uh, to be able to tune into this. Uh, it should be available online tomorrow. You can listen to whatever time it would be convenient to you uh, a week from now, a month from now. Uh, pass it on. Pass these things on because this is our life. We're into this. We're uh, into the message and transforming them into life as our lady has asked us. And we want to be able to advance you what sometimes it could have taken us years of experience to do or learn. And uh, <clears throat> we want you to walk that path of righteousness and holiness and the benefit that comes from it. So, again, call in tomorrow if you can't get to the phones tomorrow. Caritas, um, you know, call in sometimes as you can and, and try that fast. If you think you can't go the whole nine days, uh, try a few days and then... You can always be covered by a day that will give you even after the fast. Even if we cover a day by two other people fasted for that same day it was assigned, the more the better. And uh, again, I want to end you with the special announcement this coming Thursday and be looking for the show about Look What Happened While You're Sleeping in um, a couple of weeks or a little bit more than that. And we want to wish you and I, uh, a good evening. We want you to go to bed. Think of Jesus as your friend, your sweet friend. I'd like to say good morning to those of our community listening to Medjugorje that we know they're tuned into in our community halfway around the world. 
and all those who in other countries, especially with our country, that we be praying for where we are as as a nation and where we are as a world, as a family, as an as an individual. So good night, and again, we wish you Our Lady. <laughs>